0: It's Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life, and you are host of the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 91 Allowing Your Soul to Lead You to Your Dreams with Jennifer Jade. So, this episode is really important to me because Jennifer Jade is such a special human. I've had the privilege to be her coach over the years and to watch as she's blossomed into an incredible business owner and watched her release her first book and truly impact the lives of women all around the world. And Jennifer's story is much like my own, in that she started down a path that she thought was right for her, but soon realized that she wasn't happy. And so she had to pivot, she had to find clarity, and she had to figure out what was truly meant for her and in her heart. So today's episode is really powerful in that Jennifer shares her story of pursuing what was in her heart and what was her soul's calling and not worrying about what other people thought or what the world told her she was supposed to do. So if right now you're feeling confused about what the future holds for you and you know there's something bigger for you and something more, I know you're going to resonate with Jennifer's story. Once she discovered coaching, her whole world opened up and she truly found that gift that she was meant to bring into the world. So let's go ahead and dive in. This episode is sponsored by iHeart Coaching, our signature program for new and aspiring online coaches. iHeart Coaching is your one-stop shop designed to support you in becoming the next standout online coach. Whether you're brand new to the digital space or looking to take your coaching business to the next level, this is a comprehensive program that's going to show you how to build a successful coaching business from A to Z. We're going to share how to generate maximum revenue and book out your calendar with dream clients. To learn more, go to iHeartCoaching.com. Welcome, Jennifer. I'm so excited to have this time with you.
1: Thank you so much for having me here, Emily. I'm so excited to connect with you and, and share with everyone listening today.
0: Awesome. So I always love to start with the story behind the success. So take us back and share a little bit more about how you came to do the work that you do today and um, any of the pivotal moments that you think are important for the audience to learn about you.
1: Yeah, I'm happy to share. Um, I think my story starts out similar to a lot of ours, um, maybe to a lot of people listening. I found myself in my mid-20s. Um, working the job that I thought would bring me the success and happiness that I had always wanted. I'd always been very driven and ambitious my whole life. I think part of that being because I had seen my mom struggle when I was young as a single mother. And I'd seen her have anxiety and panic attacks over rent being paid and and food and, and things like that. And so my little childhood brain was like, well, if not having very much money means stress and unhappiness and, and anxiety and panic, then you know being successful and having money must mean the opposite. It must mean you're really happy and you have all this inner peace and, and you can relax and be worry-free. So that's the path I set out on at a very young age. Kool-Aid stands, newspaper routes carried all the way on into adulthood. And so by the time I was 25... I was a successful mortgage broker. I was creating quite a good income for someone in their mid-20s. I had a condo, a house. I'd had a wedding at a castle. I had a little sports car convertible. I had a little fur baby, a supportive husband. And I had raced to what I thought was this finish line of checking all these boxes so that I could finally be free from worry, that I wouldn't have to have that panic and anxiety anymore over bills and and things like that, and I'd have this sense of happiness and fulfillment and peace and and joy, only to discover, after working my ass off my entire life, to... um, to realize that I wasn't feeling any of those things. I wasn't feeling joy. I wasn't feeling even successful. I wasn't feeling fulfilled. Um, In fact, I realized that as my income increased, so did my feeling of unhappiness and even getting into sadness and, and spiraling down from there. So I thought, well, this isn't what I thought. I felt frustrated that I'd worked so hard only to find that what was waiting for me at the end of the rainbow wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And around this time, this was one of my pivotal moments, uh, around this time as I realized I was living this groundhog day, groundhog week, groundhog year, and not really feeling like I was getting anywhere, I had a phone call from my mom and This was the first time in my life I'd ever been dropped to my knees. Quite literally, uh, I fell to my knees in the kitchen when she told me that uh, someone very close to me in my family only had one year left to live. And so uh, this person in my family, he lived for another 10 or 11 months. He had a terminal illness and he had two daughters that were six and eight years old and he himself was 41. And so this was my real wake-up call. This was my slap in the face from the universe that I wasn't living a life true to myself. I was living a life that essentially had been created from fear-based decisions. Um, All this ambition and drive that I'd had my whole life was based on running away from a fear of lack and scarcity. Meanwhile, I thought, you know, I was this big proponent for living your best life and life is short and posting all these motivational quotes on Facebook at the time. But I realized in this moment that I was not, I was not doing those things. I was not living, I was existing. And so from there, I started questioning what I was doing, the path that I was taking in my life. And if I was given one year left to live would I be okay with the way I had been living my life up until that point? And the answer was no, no. So I thought about, well, what would I be doing if I hadn't been running away from fear? If I didn't worry about money and scarcity and lack, if if I never had to concern myself with those things, how would I be spending my time? And I had this flashback moment to when I was in grade 12. and. I had made this declaration that I wanted to be a photographer, that if I never had to worry about time or money, that I would spend my days traveling the world and taking photos. And so I declared to a friend of mine at that time in grade 12, oh my goodness, I'm going to be a photographer. And this close friend of mine said, well, have fun being broke for the rest of your life. Wow. So that kind of, so that was, that burst my bubble and I'm not, putting blame on anyone else. But that that really was like the dagger. And like that's the one thing you could say. Cause then I have all these pictures of my mom and struggle and pan. I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. I don't want to be a starving artist. That's not who I want to be. You're right. So into finance I go and, and become this mortgage broker. So I have this flashback moment and I think to myself, you know what? I have a fear greater than failure now. My biggest fear is not to fail, but to never know what could have been and to have regret on my deathbed. So with that in my mind, I thought, I need to find out what would have been possible if I actually listened to my heart and pursued photography. So I did that. I found mentors. I I went to workshops. I shadowed photographers. I flew around the world. Um, some people in the online world are familiar with Jasmine Starr because she's kind of into the online space now. But I did a workshop with Jasmine Starr in 2011 when she was just strictly a photographer. I flew from Canada down to Orange County to do a one-day workshop with her that was $900. And I didn't have this kind of money laying around. It was just like, you know what? If I have to work this job in finance, I'm going to use it to finance my dreams. I put it on credit cards. I put it on whatever I had to do because I wanted to shorten my learning curve. From where I was to where I wanted to be, and condense my timeline. And so that's the way, that's what I did. I hit the ground running with my business. I transitioned out of finance into photography and just to condense the story. Uh, Because I had worked with these mentors, I did quite well in my business pretty fast. And I started developing a name for myself in my area. I started winning awards, I started being published in magazines. And I just couldn't believe this was my life. I couldn't believe I was being paid to do something I love. I couldn't believe I was making money and having fun at the same time. I didn't know that that was possible for me. I thought living a life you love and, and being paid for something you enjoy doing was reserved for actors and actresses and you know, the movie stars and the big famous authors not for, you know, this this girl from Canada, Vancouver Island with no degrees and and humble beginnings and all this kind of stuff. So I was just really taken aback that this was possible for me and I started to realize if it was possible for me then it's possible for everyone else as well it's possible for people like me who don't believe it's possible for them who don't have degrees who don't have handouts or head starts or and I and I just felt like I needed to tell the world I wanted to shout it from the rooftops I wanted people to free themselves from their self-inflicted cages that they were in because that's what I felt like when I was working in my mortgage office, my windowless office, I felt like I was in a prison that I had made because I was there by choice. And so I thought, oh, I need to get to these people. I need to shake them awake. I need to you know, let them know that you know this is, this is possible for them and to start making decisions and even taking baby steps in this direction. And I remember saying this to my first ever life coach. His name was James. And he said, well, that's great, Jen. Then, then go ahead and do that. And I said, Well, James, that's not a job. That's not something you get paid to do. And he said, Jen, that's a coach. That's what a coach does. And I was like, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And so that is when you came into my life, Emily, because I thought, okay. This is really cool. If this is actually a thing that I can help people with and this is a message I can spread and and I can support people in this way, then I want to work with mentors and I want to go to workshops and I want to do all the things that helped me develop my photography business so quickly with my coaching business. And of course, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. That was when I first saw it must have been one of your facebook ads i don't remember what brought me to your website but it had to have been a facebook ad i resonated with everything on your website even just sharing my story now i can even hear how many things that you know we kind of have in common with our stories. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I get this girl. She would get me. And I loved how you thought big. You're a big dreamer. You're a big action taker. And and you are succeeding in your mission. And you were exactly the kind of woman I wanted to work with. So that's when I reached out to you and, and our journey began. I love that.
0: Thank you so much for sharing. I know you've told that story before. That was very eloquent. I can see you on the stage sharing it. Yeah. <laughs> And it's such a beautiful reminder of what following your heart looks like. And I love how you said that you had a bigger fear and that was the fear around, you know, what if, and and what if I get to the end of my life and I don't actually explore this and I don't figure out, you know, how to, how to be happy and how to share this talent and i think that's such a report an important reminder for all of us listening to really remember that every single day like whether we're in alignment with our work now or we're switching gears there's always you know that that next level and that next sort of consideration around what is really going to light us up and make us happy
1: yeah i even use that today emily because you know like you i'm continually pushing myself outside of my comfort zone and and just because I did it once then doesn't mean I stopped. So even in the business that I have now, I have to push myself continually out of my comfort zone, do things I haven't done before. And I'll hear that voice. I'll hear that inner fear, that inner critic, that ego come in and say, well, you can't do that or no one's going to want that or no one's going to show up if you plan that event or write that book. Or And so there's moments I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe this is a waste of my time. Maybe it is going to you know, maybe I'm going to embarrass myself or be a failure. And then I'm like, you know what, though, do I want to get to my deathbed and never know what could have been? What if what if this is a huge success? Um, And even if it isn't, I would rather try and risk failing at something than to never know what could have been. So I even use that to this day. Totally.
0: And so you, most people don't remember where they found me. I'm sure it was a Facebook ad, but I know that you joined one of our group programs called iHeart Coaching. And then quickly we realized that you would be, or maybe it was the opposite. Did you join one-on-one first? I forget.
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll refresh your memory. I actually joined your, uh, 90 days to 6k self-study program. Yes. That's, that's what I joined. Way back. And I met a couple of girls um, in that group that I still stay kind of loosely connected with today. But after joining your self-study, I was like, you know what? This is cool. It was such a well, Even for a self-study, it was like, whoa, I'm getting a ton of value. But I am kind of like this go big or go home type of personality. And I thought, you know what? I don't want Emily's self-study program. I want the real deal. And so I wanted to work with you one-on-one. I didn't know about iHeart Coaching yet. Um, I wanted to work with you one-on-one and I thought um, that your one-on-one coaching was a third of what it was at this time because I had heard from one of your old recordings when you kind of nonchalantly mentioned your one-on-one coaching investment and I was like, okay, all right, I think I can wrap my head around that and then I reached out to see if you had any one-on-one spots available and your VA wrote back and she said, "Um, yep, Emily would be more than happy to hop on a call with you, just so you're aware. You know, these are her rates now. And so it was three times what I had thought. (laughs) What was was it? Was
0: it 25,000 or?
1: It was so um, it was 5,000 on this recording that you had created. It was like a, I was like, maybe it was a teleclass you had done and I was into a replay or something. And then your VA said, okay, so her three months is now 15K. And 15K for me as a Canadian is over 20,000 with the exchange. And so I was like, okay, oh my goodness. So of course it's (laughs) like, okay, now I got to wrap my head around three times the initial investment. Um, And you know what? I really want to chime in here with how important it is to surround ourselves with people who dream big and think big because a lot of people in my small town don't. Um, But I knew one person who did. And I spoke to her, and I think you actually met her, Sarah Jilks. I think you met her at
0: yeah.
1: So I spoke to her, and I said, "Sarah, there's this person I'm really kind of, you know, feeling called to work with, but my mind is at war with me, and you know, I just don't know because I was already in debt, so this would put me fir- twenty k further into debt than I already was, and I come from a financial background where like debt is the devil, and it's all about your." Uh, credit report and all of this stuff. So it was really um, counterintuitive, I guess you could say. So I spoke to her and she said, "You know, I I can't remember exactly what she said, but I remember we were standing on her front porch and it was something along the lines of, do you think that she can help you get to where you want to be and do what you want to do and, and have the life you want to have? And I said, yes. And she said, then it doesn't matter what it costs. And I was like, you're right. And so I did it. And and I said, you know what? After I had a call with you, I was like, you know what, Emily? Again, with this go big or go home kind of attitude I had, especially at the time, it was, I said, you know, I don't even want to do three months. Do you have a six-month package available? And you said, I sure do. And I was like, great, I'll take it. And so I signed up for six months of one-on-one coaching with you one time. And then I did it. I actually renewed a second time. But after I signed up for the one-on-one coaching um I was learning more about your iHeart coaching program that was coming out that you were launching and I have to be honest I was a little on the fence if I would need it because I knew that I already had you one on one and so I thought well if I'm having weekly calls with Emily you know is is do I really need the group program where it's a little bit more like she's speaking to a group and not to me directly and you know is it just going to be more work and more But you and I talked about it, and um, we both agreed it would be a good idea if I was a part of it. So I signed up for iHeart Coaching as well. So we kind of did both at the same time. And now I cannot believe the value, um, of course, of one-on-one coaching, but also of group programs because – surrounding myself with like-minded women. Um, So instead of having just Sarah Jilks, which was awesome, and I'm so lucky I had her, but now to have, you know, 20, 30, 40 women around me that were big Dreamers, big thinkers, big action takers, following their hearts, um, going through the same struggles I was going through, picking me up if I fell down. I'm picking them up if they fell down. Which is, you know, building my own confidence. It was so powerful, and then the connections that we made, I still have to this day. We collaborate with one another, we mastermind with one another, we meet up at live events with one another. You, you know, you can even co-create events, and it's just oh, and and then of course coming to Paris and meeting, you know a lot of them in person um, has been. Yeah, you were part part of of our our
0: first I Heart Coaching event, which is amazing. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'll never forget that experience for the rest of my life. So I just feel if anyone listening has an opportunity to go to a live event, uh, you have to, you've got to move heaven and earth to do it because um, actually one of the people that I met at that event, Kim Heinz, she was kind of quiet in the group program, but she came to the live event and then her and I clicked right away. And then she ended up being an integral part of my business. She did all my tech stuff for me in my business. And I was trying to launch my group program at the time. And I was so overwhelmed and I just couldn't believe all the, the like, like the back end stuff that I hadn't figured out yet. And thank goodness I came to your Paris event and just clicked with Kim because then as soon as I got home, she took all of that off my plate and helped me, you know, actually run my group program and, and, all my group programs since then so it's just really amazing if you allow your soul to lead the way and you say yes even despite the fear that your head is trying to create the loud obnoxious fear that it creates if you drop down from your head into your heart and you just say yes and you hang on and you trust that it's really amazing what unfolds from there. Oh, thank you for sharing
0: that. And I love how organic these conversations are. I never know where they're going to go. And you pointed out something that is so powerful for people to remember. Um, so often we do hear people going into fear around spending the money. But the only thing you really need to ask yourself is, is this decision going to get me the results that I want? Is it going to get me closer to the dream or to the vision? And like you said, if the answer is yes, then it's a no brainer. Otherwise, you're going to be like throwing that spaghetti against the wall once wondering if you're making the right decisions, taking the right steps, and it's going to take so much longer.
1: You know what It was a huge game changer for me, Emily, and I hope this helps anyone listening right now. Having experienced that loss of my family member and, and him being 41 years old and me realizing that I can't just procrastinate Till I retire and then start to enjoy my life, like procrastinate and stay in this job I hate or this life that is unfulfilling, um, or try to, you know, waste time figuring things out on my own or um, having that I can do it myself mentality, which, you know, I've had in the past. Um, This is what changed everything for me. I started valuing my time more than I valued my fear around lack and scarcity. So I won't say that it never came up again, this fear of lack and scared. Oh, should I be spending the money or oh, I'm going into debt or oh, like, I can't say that that never came up again. But I asked myself, what are my priorities? My priorities, number one, are my time because dollars can be made over and over and over again. Debt can be paid off. Money can be made. You can get creative. You can think outside the box. You can create another dollar. But once a moment passes, that moment is gone forever. And so I will not waste time if I can avoid it, if I can help it in trying to figure things out on my own. I want to work with the people that have already done it, have already crossed that bridge that can help me cross the bridge and help me enjoy my life and whatever time I have left as much as possible, as soon as possible.
0: Totally. So take us back. Paris was, if I remember, April 2015 ish. 16. 16. Okay. So what happened? What's happened since then, Jennifer?
1: Oh my gosh. (laughs) In a nutshell. Oh, I just feel like. I guess so. My whole life, I would. I'm. I can see a picture in my mind, and I'm trying to decipher how to put that into words. I was at a fork in the road when I started working with my first life coach, James Butler, and I was unhappy. I was unfulfilled in my photography business. So when I started working with James, I had left my nine to five. I created this amazing photography business that felt like Pinch me kind of life. And then this bathtub of enthusiasm and passion and exhilaration started to empty. And that terrified me because I thought this was it. Like I had found my thing. This is it. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I was still in that mentality that you pick one career and you stick with it. So I thought, oh, if I've already changed one career, this, this will be it for me, photography. And so when that kind of bathtub of passion started draining out after just a few years, I was freaking out. I didn't know what I would do next. I didn't have any degrees to fall back on. I certainly didn't want to go back to finance. I didn't want to fake a smile and stay a photographer for the rest of my life if my heart wasn't in it. So I felt really lost at this time. This is in 2014. So I started working with James 2015 in the spring of 2015. And by the by August of 2015, that's when I had this you know, epiphany moment where... Um, I didn't want to just live my dream, but I wanted to shout from the rooftops that it's possible for anyone else to live theirs as well. And it's not just reserved for the celebrities and the, the famous authors and the movie stars that you in your self-inflicted prison, you know, your your office, whatever it is, if that's not in your heart to be there, then that's not what's meant for you. And there is something else meant for you. And you just have to be open to you know, getting the support and making that change. So that was the fall of, uh, like August, 2015. So this is where the fork kind of happens where I'm kind of slugging along in this nine to five job, this nine to five life. My, my original idea was, well, I hate my job. So I'll just work harder, even harder than I already was to try and retire early. And then I'll enjoy my life when I retire. Then I get kind of flung this rock into my orbit that, that, wakes me, shakes me up and says, Hey, Jen, you might not make it to retirement. Start living now. So I start working with James. Then James leads me to start working with you. And then just from there, we do one-on-one coaching. We do iHeart coaching. We meet up in Paris. Um, From there, I did sign up to work with you for another six months. I launched uh, my group program for the second time. Now I had a bit better bearings of what I was doing. That was a six-figure launch in the beginning of 2017. And um and then from there it's been I wouldn't say a straight arrow up. You know, it kind of I think you've made posts about this as well where it's kind of um, like an investment where it kind of goes up and then it might yeah. dip a little bit and then it goes up and then it dips a little bit. So I've definitely had the ups and the little dips and then the ups and the little dips and the ups. Um, but generally moving upward. And since then I've I've really come to figure out who I am as a coach and what my voice is and what I stand for and what I believe in and um, speaking truth into that having more confidence around that, um, releasing my now uh, Awakener certification, because I, I, I really understand what it is I do and how I do it and how I do it differently than most. And I also understand there's a lot of people who resonate with what I do and how to do it, and they want to learn how to do it as well. So I offer that Me the Awakener certification. But I also launched my book, The Awakening. And that was able to hit bestseller lists and, and win an award. I won an author's award, um, and being able to be invited to speaking events, which I love. I love in-person speaking events and recently just hosted my first retreat in Hawaii, which was a surreal experience. Like, I just cannot believe this is my life and, um, what's even more special to me is when other people realize they can create a life they absolutely love and is absolutely aligned with their souls as well oh i
0: love all of that it makes me so happy to hear it and i love what you said about how it took you a few years to figure out what sort of coach you are, you know what you're all about, what makes you different. And I think I that, think that's so important to highlight because we often start businesses with the intention of something in mind and then things start to evolve. We get clear on our message, we, you know, sometimes we come full circle, sometimes we pivot and change gears, and I think it's so important to recognize that with just, you know, with businesses just like with life, there are different chapters and there are different um, periods of time where it's important to reassess and realign. And there are certain things that happen that help you get clear. There are certain things that make you more confused, and all of mm-hmm. it is okay. You eventually get there, and things start to click.
1: Yeah, and and one of the things that I remember you teaching me, Emily, of, of the many things is that action. Um, sorry, clarity comes from action. So even in the times when I was unclear on. My exact message or my exact mission, or I, I felt like I was in the vicinity, but I hadn't quite hit the bullseye yet. Or maybe I had, but then I was kind of doubting myself or second-guessing or overthinking. I didn't just stay put. I didn't just stop taking action. I didn't stop doing what I was doing. I just kept putting one foot in front of the other. I'd launch another program. I'd work with another client. And with every step, I would gain more and more and more clarity. And I just feel like that has been profound in helping me to get to the place that I am now is is that teaching that you gave me to keep taking action and the action comes, sorry, clarity comes from action.
0: Would you say that's one of your keys to success?
1: I would say it's definitely one of the keys. But what I would add to that is the soul aligned piece of the action, because I think A lot of us, you know, myself included, um, people I see coming up in the coaching world can get lost in taking any action, you know, the shiny object syndrome action. Oh, this person says to do this. Okay, wait, no, this person's saying to do that. Oh, this one's really this person's really successful and they're doing this. Why should do that? Um, So I wouldn't say. I wouldn't recommend doing just any old action, but action that feels soul aligned. And and what I mean by that is, there's something about this action that sparks interest in you, that resonates with you, that feels um, some sort of uh, clicking into place or resonance. So everything that I was doing, even when I wasn't sure something about it felt right. So I thought, okay, I'm going to take a little bit of action on that. or I'm going to explore this option or I'm going to walk down this path a little bit, see how it feels. It reminds me of the, the Disney cartoon Cinderella, when they're putting the glass slipper on the sisters and you can kind of squeeze your foot into the shoe and you can try to force it, but something doesn't quite feel right. Mm -hmm. And so you just keep trying on different glass slippers until the one fits. But, but, you don't want to um be unfocused. you don't wanna be scattered you wanna have you don't wanna do it just because someone else is doing it. you wanna ask yourself and really drop down from your head into your heart, does this resonate with me, or am I kind of just aimlessly trying to mimic everybody else right so I think really taking the soul aligned action even if it's just a spark of resonance, then that's good and and see where that leads.
0: Yeah. I mean, I know you and I are in alignment with that. It's all about those little whispers and what your heart is calling you to do. And we believe that those desires are there for a reason. And I think people do get very confused and they do see what other people are doing. And there is so much noise and there are so many things that people are telling us work that it's hard to know what's going to work for us. And Mm -hmm. so sometimes there is a bit of trial and error, but I think, like you said, you can Pause for longer than you think you need to and just really listen to what you're actually being called to do in terms of action.
1: Yes, I absolutely agree. And so
0: can you share one of the biggest challenges you've experienced over the last four or five years and how you moved through it?
1: Oh, yes. Okay. I would say my biggest challenge over the last four to five years has been... Self confidence, and I really love how the universe sends us lessons and teachers and all kinds of things when it when we're ready to learn these these kinds of uh, teachings. Um, I have been working on my visa to live full time in the U.S. I love San Diego. This is where I feel completely at home, uh, even though I'm originally from Vancouver Island in Canada, and part of this visa process is to be interviewed, um, by the, at the border, you know, by, by the border security guards. And I thought, oh my goodness, how am I going to sit here? And the visas for extraordinary ability, how am I going to sit here and explain why I'm extraordinary and why I'm better than everyone else at what I do? And, 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 all this kind of stuff. And it really triggered in me this realization that I don't think I could do that. This was about a year and a half ago. This was, this is all happening about a year and a half ago. I thought, how am I going to sit in this office where I'm already intimidated by the person sitting across from me and then explain to them why I'm better than everybody, which is not something I've ever been able to do in my life. Um, So I went down this rabbit hole of, well, how how does one improve their confidence and how does one increase their self belief? And how does, how do you create that sense of conviction? You know, when you see people speaking on stage and they have that sense of conviction and passion and um, confidence and swag and, and um, charisma, where does that come from? And how do you get some of that? So I went down this whole path um, for, for the last year and a half of um, increasing confidence. And I would say that a lack of confidence can stop you in your tracks. It can stop you in pursuing your dreams. It can have you um, succumbing to that voice that's always bullying you inside your head. You just believe it because you don't really have any confidence otherwise. It can cause you to procrastinate and cause you to delay. So I've been doing a decent job at still pushing forward towards what feels soul aligned for me and, and pursuing my dreams with the help of great mentors, linking arms with me and surrounding myself with like-minded women in in group programs. But how can I stand on my own and be confident and how can I be interviewed and, and have confidence in who I am and my abilities and what I stand for? And I think a piece of that has been, um, the clarity. So I needed to be crystal clear on what it was that I do and how I help people. So I did actually get help on, on getting that clarity. And then the second piece has to be understanding where confidence comes from. I didn't know where that came from. I didn't know, is that something we're born with? Is that something that we just develop after years of experience? Maybe it's a bit of both. But something that's really helped me in this area has been um, 100% unconditional self-love and self-acceptance. That my self-worth is not hinged upon the success of my business, my income, my body shape, my body size, my my looks, my social media following, my email list size, or how many people I have served. This was really big for me, Emily. Um, I realized that I had a self-worth attachment to how many people I was serving to the point where, I, I, yeah, I uncovered on this journey of mine that I went on, I uncovered that I felt like my, my worthiness of in my life was dependent upon how many people I could help. And if I didn't feel like I was helping enough people, then I felt like crap on the inside. I felt like, well, what's the point? I'm not succeeding. I'm not helping enough people. What's the point of me even being here? I'm not succeeding. I'm going to fail at my life. I'm going to fail at this lifetime or this life lesson. And it, it led to me having this epiphany moment of like, whoa, 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 Jen. There's people on this planet who can't help anyone. Um, you know, if there are special needs or disabled or any of those things, um, there's people who, in fact, not only can they not help others, but, but they require the help of other people 24 hours a day that's that's their whole life is that they require to be cared for by others and that's it they can't contribute um not in an intentional way and so does that mean that their life is a waste and they're not worthy of love and that they're a waste of and I thought no of course not so it helped me to really realize I had been placing self-worth on how many people I could help and how fast I could help them and and all this kind of thing and I had to realize that um my only, my only duty in this life is joy. That's it. I don't have an obligation to save people. It's not my responsibility to serve people. Um, it, it's, it's my purpose is to experience joy. And if I experience joy in helping people, great. If I experience joy in serving people, great. But that doesn't determine my worthiness and my value as a person. And once I started to understand that more and more and more, my confidence grew and I gave myself permission to be who I am, do what I do and say what I say because at the end of the day, the only person's the only a person's acceptance that I need is my own and I already have it.
0: Wow. So beautiful. I know so many of our listeners needed to hear that today. So thank you for sharing it, Jennifer. My
1: pleasure.
0: I'm so glad that you see yourself the way the rest of us see you as that extraordinary person who is so gifted and needed in this world. Um, So before we move into the final question, I'd love for you to share a little bit more about what you have coming up and where all of our listeners can find you.
1: Okay, awesome. Awesome. Um, I, I did mention a little earlier, I've got something called the awakener certification. This is my most favorite offering I've ever created because it's the, it, it's the most closest thing to my soul that I've ever offered the world. Um, the last few years, I felt like I've been close. I've been dancing in the vicinity of, of my purpose and my calling and my offerings. I've gotten closer and closer and closer, you know, these last 12 to 18 months. But this Awakener certification is it. It is everything for me, at least for right now in this chapter of my journey. Um What it is, is it helps people who feel called to serve others, similarly to the way that I do. Um, It involves coaching, but it also involves calling in your intuition. It involves channeling. It involves um, utilizing your life experience and the hurdles you've been through in your life. Combining these things into your own I'm going to say potion. I can't think of what else to call it, and and using that as your tool to to serve your clients with. So, um, I help train people in how to use that method. I call it the Awakener method, and and how to collect the people that need what. They feel so called to give as part of their calling and purpose. And we go through that together in the Awakener certification. It's actually closed for registration right now, but I do have a wait list accumulating already. That'll be coming up in May. And if anyone is looking to find me, I'm on Instagram mostly, which is Jennifer Jade underscore success coach. So that's J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R. J A Y D E underscore success coach on Instagram um, or on my website, jenniferjade.com.
0: Amazing. And what is one way that you would recommend our listeners create a life better than their dreams?
1: Learn how to listen to your soul no matter what.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much, Jen. I really appreciate your time. And honestly, we're going to have a difficult time choosing just one quote from this episode because it's full of so many tidbits and just beautiful sayings and reminders for all of us to truly not waste any time, not waste a single day and to move forward with our dreams regardless of what anyone thinks and to again, take that action and and just know that the clarity is on its way. So thank yeah. you so much for your time and also for your work in the world, because you are one of the favorite people I've ever worked with. And I'm just so grateful you're out there sharing your gifts and serving in this way. And just can't wait to see what you do next.
1: Oh, thank you, Emily. I really feel like we had a, well, we have a divine connection. I felt like it was divinely ordered. I, I stumbled upon you for a reason and on purpose. I don't believe in coincidences. You've played such a pivotal role in my life and I see you continuing to play such a pivotal role in the lives of so many countless women and people. So thank you so much for the impact you've had in my life. Thank you for empowering me to have an impact in the lives of so many other women and for the work that you continue to do in the world. I'm so grateful for you as well.
0: Hmm. Thanks, Jen. I'll talk to you soon. I hope you loved today's episode. If you're interested in more, I Heart my life show episodes, make sure you subscribe. We'd also love for you to share the show in particular this episode with anyone who, you know, needs this message today. You can also share it on social media and make sure to tag us at I Heart my life now. So we can reshare everything you posted and shout out to you and give you a big thank you. Also, quick reminder, iHeart Coaching will be opening very soon. So go to iHeartCoaching.com if you are looking to start your own dream coaching business, just like Jennifer, and create a life and business better than your dreams. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the I Heart My Life show. For more inspiration, success tips, and ways to achieve your life and business goals, definitely follow me on Facebook and Instagram on I Heart My Life now. See you next time.